You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIQO. That will do it for halftime. It is time for the second half of Friday Night Lights. Currently, Amherst leads 6-0, and let's head to the field. Ed Lane and the coach, Rick Kennedy. Kennedy. And gentlemen, low-scoring affair, limited possessions. You see, it's kind of playing an Amherst-style game so far, and JF really uh, needs to take value of having the ball here to start the second half. They most certainly do, Trey, and we appreciate you for hosting our halftime show and updating everybody on what's going on outside of our game. 6-0 Amherst over JF. Seven seconds into this third quarter as JF will start at their own 22. They had a nice return from Colton Shoulders, but a holding penalty backed it from the 32 to the 22, and that's where JF starts in the give to Marsteller. Slips out of a tackle at the line of scrimmage, and he lunges up for about two off left guard, left tackle, but it might go backwards as a flag comes in from the back judge in the neighborhood of a hold, and instead it's a chop block on JF, so that's even more challenging as that's a half the distance to the goal penalty. And JF will go backwards on their first drive of the second half. Coach Kennedy, your keys to the second half, I'd imagine, don't involve that. No, no. They definitely want to make sure that JF Cavaliers are not hurting themselves. That penalty right there is something that is... – So, oh, the referee initially called the wrong play right there. I'll let you tell him what happened. Yeah, he was going to say it was going to be a chop block on Jefferson Forest, which is what the logical move is. We've seen this a couple times this year at different levels where it's a chop block on the defense, and that's basically where you've got two defenders engaged in a blocker, and one of them comes a little low to take that blocker out. It's not often done. Sometimes it is, but a lot of times it's not as much a malicious play as it is to try to disengage a really effective blocker and really eliminate the effectiveness on the play, and obviously that's not allowed because it's a penalty on Amherst, and now JF's got the ball at their own 37. Snap another give to Marsteller, breaks the tackle off left tackle and left guard. Up from the 40 and to the 41, maybe the 42. Nice gain, picks up five, second down and five coming up. As JF already got their first first down, the second half presented by Nadine Blakely, realtor with Remax and NadineBlakelyHomes.com. Well, I tell you, offensively, the Cavaliers did some positive things. They moved the football. They just seemed to stall out every time they got down around the red zone. They happened to them twice. And then this time right now, they really need to get something going. They need to get some points on the board here in this early first series of the third quarter. Second and five, Jefferson Forest, ball at their own 42. Snapped in the middle of the field from the curved end of the A and Amherst and another give to Marsteller. Weaves off left tackle and left guard up the left hash from the 45. It's about the 49, maybe the 50. It's enough for a Cavalier first down just at the midfield stripe, and once again, first down presented by Davey Blakely, realtor with Remax. Well, that's what they want. They want to keep moving the sticks. They want to get positive yards on each play. They don't want to put themselves in a negative position right here against this stiff 4-4 defense of the Amherst Lancers. Four receivers set for JF. Three to the right, one to the short left. Bell, pitch over to the far side, boom. 50-45, finds an opening off the right side, hash mark and bounces out toward the sideline, and he's tripped up at the 41 in front of the JF bench on the sideline, gains nine, maybe nine and a half. The referee's actually going to go ahead and give him the first down. To us, it looked generous, but the referee's maybe trying to expedite offense this evening as JF picks up their second first down of this second half, trailing 6 nothing, 10-10 to go in the third quarter. Yeah, great job right there. Really, just a, much more than a quick pitch. They were able to get on the edge right there and get, 
good field position. This time another snap and another give. Looked like Boone on the carry, and he dives off the right guard center to about the 39-38. We'll call it a gain of a yard. Second and nine on the way as a fog starts to creep in from Route 29, which is just beyond the visitor sideline and the visitor's bleachers. It's starting to creep in over those visitors' bleachers. Nothing too dense that you can't see, but it's noticeable and appropriate for this cool Friday evening at Amherst. 9.30 to go, third quarter. Opening drive of the quarter. JF trying to get back in this trailing 6-0. This time again, Marsteller off of right tackle, and he fights for a couple more yards from the 40, the 39 down to the 36. Third down and six coming up for JF. Yeah, and again, what they're trying to do is Amherst coming back to their pressure now. They did really well blitzing in that first half, especially those two middle linebackers blitzing. And they sent them both that time, and luckily they were able to run a little bit off tackle from them and get some positive yards on that double blitz by the linebackers. Four-man front for Amherst. They've got one more in the box, and then a rusher that may come off the left side, but not right now. Pitch, left side, Marsteller, cut back from left tackle. Right side, Ash, 30, 25, 20, turns the corner, 15, 10, 5. He sprints down the right sideline and in for a JF touchdown. Wow, great cutback right there. Just a, It was a... It was a sprint, a toss sprint to the left right there, and he saw an opening, and he immediately cut back against the grain and takes it all the way to the house, breaks one open field tackle around the 20, 15-yard line and takes it all the way in to give this game a 6-6 score right now. And JF snapped. They're going to quick throw to the far side. They're going to take it in for a two-point conversion, and they do. They snapped the ball out of the muddle huddle look. They got the look they wanted. And Jefferson Forrest, the touchdown and the two-point conversion, has them ahead for the first time in Seminole District play. Second game of this district slate. JF leads 8-6 at Amherst, 8-39 to go in the third quarter after they found the impact church end zone. Yeah, great little trick play right there on the muddle huddle. And again, that's design play. If the defense adjusts to it, you just call everybody over and kick it. But that time, they only had one player out on the right side where the offense uh, Cavaliers had three quarterback just called for the snap threw it out there the two blockers blocked one easy two-point conversion how did the Lancers answer we find out after this 30 second break on the Virginia's talk station app Got a crack problem? You know the symptoms. Poor reaction time. Can't see straight. Endless financial mess. Apple Auto Glass knows cracks in your windshield lead to serious problems for you and everyone on the roads. So bring your car to Apple Auto Glass as soon as you see the crack. Apple Auto Glass is still locally owned on Allegheny Avenue in Lynchburg, so you'll speak with Harold, not Mystery Man from an 800 number. They'll handle insurance claims too. Apple Auto Glass, your local shop ensuring fast solutions to your windshield crack problems. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIUO. McClendon's kick slides out of bounds at the 25, so it'll go up to the 35 of Amherst. It's where they'll start after that ball went sliding on what may be a slick field turf here at Amherst County High School. Fog encroaching onto the field of play. It's nothing prohibitive but it can create a moist field. It did not affect Alex Marsteller on that 36-yard touchdown run, but it may have helped that ball just slide out of bounds. And so Amherst starts at the 35, now trailing for the first time tonight, 8-6. to six. 
against the visiting Jefferson Forest Cavaliers with the coach Rick Kennedy. I'm Ed Lane. 839 is what the third quarter clock shows. Yeah, great job offensively. Now they hand it over to their defense, and it's time for the defense to step up and ring the bell. This time a snap and a handoff, breaking one tackle, manning at the 35. He keeps his legs churning up to about the 39. A lot of pushing and shoving there as Manning finally wrestled down, but he gained four. He had to fight for it, but he picks up four. And second down and six now coming up for the Lancers. Yeah, again, so offensively, the the Amherst Lancers are running a a wing T offense right here. There's not a whole lot of plays, but what they do run, they do run it very, very well. And the defense has a hard time reading it because of the misdirection and the different plays that – look insane but are very confusing so you have to read your keys on this split backfield again from Ligon and a quick throw ball dropped at the 45 it was right into Omar McPherson's hands he's had a couple of big catches tonight for Amherst but he missed a chance at one that would have given them a first down instead they have to settle for third and six yeah again nothing more than a, a quick stick route I mean a little out route right there in the corner is playing so deep. I mean, that that is just a gimme throw and catch right there that you have to be able to execute, and they missed another opportunity right there for an easy six, seven yards for a first down. So, Mark McPherson to the wide left side, third and six from the 39, snapping it into round give, breaking a tackle 35, turning the corner 40, and that's a costly missed tackle as Tyree Thomas gets to the 45, and it's a first down, and there's a little pushing and shoving. The Amherst bench wanted flags to come in. It will not happen for them, but they will get the first down. That was a buck sweep that time. They ran a buck sweep back to the right side to the, towards the Amherst sideline, and they had some good pressure defensively trying to string it out, but they just couldn't do it long enough. He was able to finally get to the corner, turn up field, and he did get to the first down marker to get that first down for the Lancers. JF's defense with Brian Burford and company. You want to stay locked in on this Bob Christmas offensive attack. Snap off the wishbone and a give over to the right side. Thomas 50 breaks the tackle 45 40 inside the 35, going between the right side numbers and sideline. And he's brought down at the 33. Tyreek Thomas with a gain of 23. And Amherst is on the move, trailing Jefferson Forest 8 6 with 737 to go in the third. Yeah, it came right back with it, right back with the buck sweep. Again, that's the bread and butter play of this wing T offense. And that time he was able to find a cutback lane into the hole, able to kind of sidestep a couple blocks, uh, tacklers right there for a big game. Now defense has to step up and get a stop on some of these plays. They're going to have a chance. Freshman quarterback Trace Ligon under center and another handoff right side to Thomas. JF's defense is defenders are right there to bring him down. Alex Marsteller comes in to make the stop. And also for Jefferson Forrest, Ethan Boone, the inside linebacker. We have a number of potential FYAA defensive player of the game candidates. A lot of them end up coming from that linebacking court for JF, which has been flying all over the field tonight. Yeah, and again, Coach Coach Christman has that MO where if it plays work, and he will just keep going back to it and back to it right there. And he just ran that buck sweep three times in a row. And that time the defense finally figured it out and was able to shut it down for just a little game. Game of about a yard, second and nine for Amherst. This time an inside give. Manning breaks the tackle 30, 25, 20, sprints 15, 10, 5. Down the right side numbers and into the impact church end zone for an Amherst touchdown. Manning breaks out of a tackle around the 25, and immediately there is green daylight, and he gets into the end zone for the touchdown. 
Well, again, that's the wing T now. It'll, it'll lull you to sleep. And then, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there, and then finally one big one just breaks wide open. And that's exactly what happened on that. It was really nothing more than just a, a quick dive play um, that they pulled out through one broken tackle, and he was off to the races for that touchdown. That is not what the defense wanted to happen after a great offensive series. 6.24 to go in the third quarter, a drive that took two minutes and 15 seconds. Amherst using the ground game effectively. Now they will either have to go for the extra point from 15 yards back on an unsportsmanlike conduct celebration penalty, or Amherst will have that enforced on the kickoff. JF gets their choice of that call, and the referees are conferring with the sideline to determine what will happen right now. Well, it was definitely uh, it was after the play. One of the Amherst players was on top of the uh, JF player right there, and I think there there were some issues with that because the official was right there. And he threw the flag after he had seen that he got up. So there might have been some words that were also said. And JF's going to elect to have this penalty enforced on the extra point. So a big decision there for Coach JT Cruz. And now Amherst will snap it from the 18-yard line, and they're going to line up like they are going for two. 12-8, to eight, Amherst with the lead over Jefferson Forest. This is big in part because... Field goals could be a factor. We've seen Cam McClendon hit one from 41 and 32 yards this year. He's also missed one, but he's got quite the leg if it ever comes to that for Jefferson Forest. We're not there by any means now. Two-point try, a long one for Amherst. Ligon drops back, throws it across the middle. Ball is caught and dropped. Wide open. Omar McPherson. Had that ball at the goal line. There was a defender or two steps behind, but that was an easy two-point conversion missed. And now there's more yellow handkerchiefs down on the field. Well, I tell you what, that, uh, that boot boot pass play that they have is really effective right there. They they ran it one time earlier in the game and, and had an open receiver that he underthrew. And that time he made the perfect throw, hit him right in the chest, and he just dropped that two-point conversion or nothing for the extra point for the Amherst Lancers. So 12-8, Amherst leads Jefferson Forest, 6.24 to go in the third quarter. How did the Cavaliers answer? We'll find out after this. Leaks on the offensive line in the defensive secondary or with special teams coverage create problems in football. Clyde Smith Plumbing and Heating knows leaks at your home or business create problems too, like building and belonging damage and lost productivity. That's why you should call Clyde Smith Plumbing and Heating at 525-3313 when a leak is threatening your home or business. Clyde Smith Plumbing and Heating at 525-3313, proudly supporting JF athletes, coaches, and all activity participants. This past week in the fast lane included a trip down memory lane, country road style, of course, with former WVU fullback Owen Schmidt about the meaning of the West Virginia-Virginia Tech rivalry for players, coaches, fans, and neighbors. Hear it. Fast Lane Ed Lane, Apple Podcast, and SoundCloud. Share your thoughts. Fast Lane Ed Lane, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and join us this coming week in the Fast Lane. Weekday afternoons, 5 to 6, on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app, 93.3 FM. Ask your smart speaker, stream CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIQO. A high kick. Brody Jackson drops back, grabs it, 16-yard line. Up to the 20, to the far side, 25, turns the corner. Successfully 30, 35. He's hit hard into the bench. 
and flags come flying in. Amherst players are jumping up with excitement, but that may be short-lived as it could be a helmet-to-helmet hit. Jackson getting level going into the bench, and it may be a late hit as well. One of the two, and this will likely advance the ball from the JF 40 to the Amherst 45 after the referees sort through everything. Well, great run, great speed right there by Brody Jackson, but he paid the price over there in that sideline hit. Amherst player really put a pop on him right there, and he is still on the ground right now. So personnel over there checking that out, late hit, penalty. But, man, that was a heck of a hit. It was. It looked clean to us, but if it happened out of bounds, that's irrelevant. And the referees will move those chains, and now – Jefferson Forest will get a first down, but it may come at a steep price as their top receiver, Brody Jackson. He and Colton Childers both splitting those honors. Yeah, Brody Jackson. Sideline. Brody Jackson's their, their most athletic speed player they have on the entire team right there. That would be a big loss offensively, having him not lined up offensively at his slot position that he's been playing for the last two weeks after coming back from an injury. JF's already had their injuries so far in this game. Four Cavalier players, as Jackson was one of them, had an ankle injury coming in. And, of course, they're without three starters, including two starting linemen on the offensive and defensive side. Center Brighton Whit with a hand injury. Greg Harris with an elbow. Ben Calkins, the linebacker, is also out for the game with a wrist injury. And now you add in Brody Jackson. It is uh, potentially costly kick return as he's tended to over on the far sideline. So the referees are addressing that and the training staff for Amherst is trotted over there. That's why we have a delay in the action with 614 to go in the third quarter and Amherst having retaken the lead at 12 to eight. So we wait to get this thing sorted out. We'll find out when we come back. Clearly we're waiting to see because Amherst players have trotted at the sideline. Now they're back on the bench. And now we are assessing the situation. Teams both trot toward the middle of the field. The referees are speaking with yeah, the JF coaching staff, most notably JT Cruz, the head coach, who might be uh, upset, might be the right word, over that type of hit. Jackson looks like he's up. That's what the applause is that you might hear off in the distance from both the JF sideline, but even the near side, Amherst side, as he's now up, being tended to, but he is moving over on the far side as training staff is walking with Brody Jackson. The JF will be back to work offensively. They trail 12-8 to mid-third quarter at Amherst. Shotgun snap from Bell. Floats it down the right side as a man open wants Childers, but it's out of bounds at the 15-yard line. Childers had a step on the near defender, but he could not pull that in as it goes out of bounds incomplete. Wow, they missed an opportunity right there again. Uh, for Josiah Bell, he has normally been a really solid, accurate passer right there. He had his receiver wide open about two steps ahead of the corner, and he just threw it out of bounds and missed opportunity. Four receivers set, and now some Lancers jump into the neutral zone. It appears that's what the call is going to be as both of the side judges come in and give the head referee the hands-on hips reaction, which would preclude a neutral zone infraction, and that's exactly what it is. And it'll be a five-yard Amherst penalty. So JF's got second and five now from the Lancer 39 on the right hash mark. 6.08 to go third quarter. Well, I tell you, JF has been going with, you know, no huddle. They've been 
keeping their personnel on the field, and Amherst has not been able to rotate any of their defenders in or out based on that situation. Four receivers for the Cavaliers, but Brody Jackson, not one of them after taking that vicious hit on the kick return. Bell, a shotgun snap and a handoff to Marsteller. Follows the blockers on the right side of the line and backs his way from the 36 to the 35. Gains four. It brings us to third and one. 5.55 to go in the third quarter. 12-8 Amherst. The homestanding Lancers with the advantage over Jefferson Forest. I'll tell you what, great great position right here. You got third and one. You know it's a two-down territory here. You might be able to take a shot right here at something deep knowing you could come back and run it on fourth down at fourth and one. Lancers might be waiting for it. Four down linemen. They got four more in the box. They do bring some of them instead. Cavaliers with a handoff to Boone. He's got the first down. Easily gets down to about the 33 before he has to turn those legs to get to the 31. For the two extra yards, gains four in total when he needed one. It's a first down presented by Nadine Blakely Realtor with Remax, and they actually mark it back at the 32, but easily enough to move those chains. If you want an easy move, just call Nadine or visit NadineBlakelyHomes.com to get started. Well, JF has had some success on the ground overall tonight against this 4-4 defense. Only when J- uh, the Lancers have blitzed, so they brought problems. Four receivers, three to the left. Snap and running right into a wall of defenders. As Ethan Boone goes backwards on that run for a loss of three, back to the 35. Second and 13 coming up. Amherst defense hasn't always done it, but right there they did, which is getting penetration yeah, on that line. They did. They blitzed, they blitzed those two inside linebackers. That's been their best defensive play all night. When they're bringing the heat from those two inside guys, they got four guys already. Somebody's going to come through unblocked based on that two-man blitz from the middle linebackers. Josiah Bell, the shotgun snap, more rushers, quick throw. Boone had it, bobbled it, dropped it, and that delay created what could have been an interception. It bounced off the field turf, and the Lancers pounced on it, but that was clearly a forward pass, clearly a drop, not a fumble because he never secured the ball. Boone didn't, and it's incomplete. It does bring J.F. the undesirable, as we call it, Third and long, third yeah. and thirteen. To be yeah, they're in, they're in a bad spot right here now. They uh, missed an opportunity right there. Ethan Boone, that ball hit him in the hands, and you know what he would have got out of it. It would have been something hopefully positive upfield, but it, but it hit him in the hands, and he just dropped it. So now it does put him in a tough spot here. Third and thirteen. You know they're going to bring the heat from those linebackers, probably blitzing. They are, and nobody will be there to protect other than the five linemen. It's an empty backfield look for Jefferson Forest. And a timeout called by the Cavaliers to assess what they want to do. They spend their first timeout trailing 12-8, 4.26 to go, third quarter, and a big third and 13 coming up. At Big Boys Guns, shop BigBoysGuns.com. They can't stock everything at Big Boys Guns on Route 460 just east of Roanoke, so they offer you access to over 10,000 items on a live inventory feed updated every 15 minutes at BigBoysGuns.com. All orders ship to the store for paperwork and pickup. Don't call or drive all over looking for what you want. Don't stress over back orders and delayed shipping. Just shop and order now at BigBoysGuns.com and use the promo code SUMMERHEAT through September 21st for a special discount at checkout. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIQO. It is where we are right now for Jefferson Forest as they have the ball as the Lancer 35. 4.26 remaining 
here in the third. JF trails at Amherst 12 to 8. Five receivers set. Bell takes the shotgun snap, feels the rush, fires it across the middle, and it's knocked away incomplete. Excellent job in the open field for the cornerback Omar McPherson getting his right hand on that ball. He disrupts a potential screen pass, which was intended for Colton Childers on a bubble screen, and it'll be fourth and long on the horizon for the Cavaliers. Man, that was that was close. That was close. Again, they had the right play that inside. That inside screen that they're running was open right there, but they were playing man coverage, and the man coverage was able to stay with that inside screen. Otherwise, that play would have been a great play to catch and go. Fourth down and 13 for JF. They go for it at the Lancer, 35. Lancer showing blitzers. They do pick up a little better. Bell throws far side. Diving attempt and pulling the ball in. His shoulders, it depends on the spot. Referees indicate it's a yard short. So it'll be a turnover on downs. I thought that was the right call. Childers came back to grab the ball, and his knees were past the sticks, but he secured it uh, maybe not a full yard shy of the sticks, but it looked like a half yard shy from that 21, 22-yard line where he needed to get. And so the Lancers will take over on downs. Well, they had the right play call with the sprint out, especially with the pressure Amherst brings, brings it on the blitz right there. Josiah Bell did split out, but again, when he – when Cole, Colt Childress came back for that ball. He just happened to catch it going to the ground short of the sticks. Other than that, it was a pretty decent little play call for fourth down. Lancers now have a split backfield behind freshman Trace Ligon. How does he handle the lead? Well, he hands the ball off in an opening at the third, 25-30, 35-40, open field 50. Manning still on the move, 40, 30 on the right sideline, 20. 15, he's undercut inside the 10 at the seven-yard line on a touchdown-saving tackle and a great effort play from Luke Calkins, the free safety to sprint over. But Jai Sean Manning was on his way to the end zone for the second time this evening, and instead he has to settle for a big game and first down and goal. Well, that was the exact play they ran for the touchdown the last time. And again, Coach Christmas came right back to the exact play that he had success with on that touchdown, the previous series, he came right back to it on the first down this time. 3.49 to go in the third quarter. Amherst 12, Jefferson Forest 8. But that Amherst number may grow as they've got the ball at the seven-yard line on the right hash mark after the big run from Jai Sean Manning. Ligon up under center. Split backfield behind him. Manning gets it again. Left side. Breaks a tackle at the five. No. Ligon keeps it himself to the goal line. Is he in? Yes, he is. Touchdown, Amherst. As Trace Ligon faked us out and enough Cavalier defenders. And by the time they called on, they were clasping for dear life and it wasn't enough. And the Lancers get back into the impact church end zone and make it a 10-point game with the extra point on the way. Again, defense right there has to be able to come back on the field right there and, and make some plays, not give up big plays. Let Amherst get a whole lot of momentum on that fourth down stop and then offensively come right back with a big run and now the touchdown immediately. Quick score, giving up quick plays. That is not what you want as the Cavaliers are here in enemy territory at the, playing the Lancers. This time, the extra point is up and good. No penalties beforehand, but there are some afterwards as the yellow flag comes in, and this time it might be a roughing the kicker penalty as it looked like down after that extra point was Liam Rhodes, the Lancers kicker, 
So we'll hold it right here before we get any ruling on this penalty. 19 to 8, the score is going to stand. 3.44 to go here in the third quarter. And it is a personal foul roughing. The kicker, that will be tacked on on the ensuing kickoff, which comes your way next after this on the Virginia's Talk Station app and 100.9 FM. What's better than game night? Game night with your tailgate favorites from Express Lane Deli. Enjoy a hometown classic with Moore's Original Hot Dogs, now available at select Express Lanes and all Moore's locations. Feeding a crowd? Pick up Express Lanes Famous Fried Chicken, just $1.09 a piece for orders over 32 pieces, and serve it up with a wide selection of Express Lanes homestyle sides. Game nights are better when you feed your crew with some help from Express Lanes. Lynchburg Regional Airport is going strong. For many years now, Lynchburg's low fares have been among the most competitive in the area. And our conveniently scheduled flights offer easy connections on American Airlines through Charlotte to over 170 nonstop destinations worldwide. So check the great round trip airfares currently being offered by visiting flylyh.com today and click book now. Prices are subject to change without notice and certain restrictions apply. Advanced purchase is required and availability is limited. When you're ready, we're ready. Check Lynchburg first. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIQO. Back at Amherst County High School, the ensuing kickoff fielded at the 20-yard line. And that's where JF will start as Amherst could have gone for the onside kick, but instead they're going to dare this Cavalier offense to march down the field once again. Now trailing Jefferson Forest is 19-8, and counting down on the Handoff as the clock is starting as Alex Marsteller gets that toed off the right side. Gains maybe a yard. That's about it. Second and nine coming up. He tried to turn the corner but couldn't do it. Omar McPherson, who's had a great second half for Amherst, comes in and makes the tackle. He also had a big pass deflection on third down and long on that, or fourth down on a screenplay on that last drive that set up the Amherst score, the most recent one. Well, momentum has definitely shifted right now away from the Cavaliers and to the Lancers as they are coming up with some big plays. Bell from the shotgun and a quick throw across the middle. Caught shoulders. He took a hit, and worse for him, it's all for naught because it looks like there's a false start penalty coming up on Jefferson Forest as flags and whistles came in before the snap. Childers can't believe that, but he, we could hear it up here. He might have been engulfed in the moment of the play. Yeah, they have definitely an opportunity there. It looks like it was a little play-action, tight-end dump type play, but the false start negated all that and puts them again in a bad spot right here, going the wrong way, negative plays. Momentum has really turned away from the Cavaliers right now. They've got to try to find a way to recapture it. They've got a second and 14 from their own 16-yard line. Jefferson Forrest does. They're staring a 19-8 to deficit in, the, in their face. They're looking at the scoreboard going from right to left. And they see 3.04 on the clock. Nine on the play clock, and Bell takes the snap, rolls to his left. Now float to pass left side, off the right hand of Childers in front of the Amherst bench around the 30, right around the first down marker that falls down. And it's incomplete, third and long on the horizon. And 
That's not a pretty look on the horizon. JF's had a couple of those, and it is challenging for this offense. Well, again, with the with the blitzing and the pressure, all of a sudden Amherst is just really piling on almost every snap right now. The uh, offense is doing the right thing by trying to sprint, uh, sprint um, Josiah Bell out of the pocket, but that time he's sprinting away from his throw side. It was he had to throw across his body, which made a poor throw. Shotgun snap from Bell, another screen pass, and Amherst has read those very well as that screen pass was thrown over to the far side, and it looked like the intended recipient for JF was Julian Cook, a sophomore running back who came in for a change of pace, and it was well read, incomplete, and JF has to punt this away, and this is that undesirable spot. It's too early in the game. You're only down 11, 19 to 8, 256 left in the third quarter, to be in desperation mode to go for it. But you're deep in your own territory. You've got to punt it back to an Amherst offense that scored on their last two possessions. And, of course, as you could tell with Devontae Wade at midfield to field this punt, they're positioned to get great field position unless Marsteller boots it well and gets a friendly roll. High snap, pulls it down, rugby-style kick. It is high but not deep at all. Bounces at the 40, and it actually takes – a Lancer roll inside the 40. JF had to come charging up Josiah Bell on special teams to tap that ball at the 39-yard line. Otherwise, it would have gone maybe even inside the 35 and given the Lancers even better field position than just the JF 39. Yeah, again, that three and out was really not what you wanted to do right now. You already have the momentum away from you. Amherst had some big plays, and then you go three and out. You turn around, you punt. Gives them great field position here. Again, JF's really in a tough spot right here. They really need their defense to step up right here and get a stop. They cannot allow Amherst to put any more points on the board as this third quarter is getting close to finishing up here. couple of poorly timed three and outs. Three trips inside the 30 of Amherst, and JF hasn't converted. They get a break there, though, as Ligon was trying to get the handoff to Thomas on the end of round, and he fell on it. After a fumble, but back at the 45, it's a loss of five, second and 15 coming up for Amherst. Well, I tell you what, that would have been a huge momentum swing right there if JF could have jumped on that fumble right there, but they did not. Amherst gets it back, and now it puts them in second and long. Injury timeout will take it with them and take a timeout if you need to refresh your gun ownership skills or are thinking of pursuing it. Big Boys Guns, Route 460 East of Roanoke in Blue Ridge. We're back after this. 19 to 8. Amherst leads JF. 224 to go third quarter. You already know that State Farm agent Paul Minchner offers great service. But what you probably didn't know is that State Farm also has surprisingly great rates on auto insurance. In fact, new customers call them jaw-dropping. And the surprise isn't reserved for just some. State Farm agent Paul Minchner has surprisingly great rates for everyone in Bedford. Give Paul Minchner a call at 540-707-4800 for your surprisingly great rates today. Just be sitting down when you do. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIQO. Flygan went for a rollout off of the bootleg, and he ends up coughing the ball up as a Cavalier defender. Got a hand in there and jarred it loose at the Amherst 45. Ball rolls forward. Lancers fall on it at the 49, but it's another negative yardage play, and the Lancers are facing third and 22. They've converted one of these already, 
They aim to do it again now, just barely back in their own territory at the 49. 140 to go third quarter. They have a 19-8 lead over visiting JF. Snap, Ligon, handoff, and nowhere to go there. Back to the 49-yard line for no gain, in fact. To be specific is DeMonte Mosby, the backup tailback. And Amherst, JF snuffs that out, and the Lancers may send their punting unit on as their defense has buckled down here in the latter stages of the third quarter, and that's exactly what Bob Christmas seems to be thinking. Well, I tell you what, JF defense right there had to do something, and they were able to do it right there. They were able to, able to get a stop, able to make the punt team come on right here. Now they have to get this ball and be able to do something with it offensively. Ready to field this at the 39. It's a high snap. JF comes charging back for it. They tackle. They pick it up at the 20, 15, 10, 5, and sprinting into the end zone. Colt Childers for a special teams touchdown from 21 yards out. And just like that, JF is back in this thing, trailing 19 to 14 with 49 seconds left in the third. That was amazing. Unbelievable what just happened for the Cavaliers right there. Snap over the punter's head. He goes back, tries to pick it up, ends up getting tackled and stripped of the ball and it bounced right up into the Cavaliers' hands and they return it into the end zone. And man, we have a ball game again just like that. A big break that Jefferson Forest needed. They not only get the turnover, they convert it into points as the 21-yard fumble return for a touchdown from Colt Childers has JF back in this trailing by five. Will they go for two? They've already done it once. It appears they will to cut it to three. Field goal is a possibility, as we've seen already with Cade McClendon's leg this year. Snap this time. Bell fakes the handoff. He keeps it himself. He's not going to get there. Amherst got in the backfield and read that perfectly and stuffed Josiah Bell. That play had no chance. So with 49 seconds to go in the third. It's now 19 to 14. Amherst lead is down to five over visiting JF. Late third quarter after the Cavaliers found the impact church end zone off of a special team score. When looking around the neighborhoods at Homes for Sale, one name always pops up, Nadine Blakely. Looking to buy or sell? Call Nadine. Nadine Blakely, realtor with REMAX, was the top 100 producer in the USA among all REMAX agents, coming in at number 87. And Nadine was the top residential producer in the entire Lynchburg area. Nadine also has a proven track record of serving our community, giving back to our schools and charities. Whether you're buying or selling, call Nadine Blakely at 434-444-2226 and visit NadineBlakelyHomes.com. Before you visit Big Boys Guns, shop BigBoysGuns.com. They can't stock everything at Big Boys Guns on Route 460 just east of Roanoke, so they offer you access to over 10,000 items on a live inventory feed updated every 15 minutes at BigBoysGuns.com. All orders ship to the store for paperwork and pickup. Don't call or drive all over looking for what you want. Don't stress over back orders and delayed shipping. Just shop and order now at BigBoysGuns.com and use the promo code SUMMERHEAT through September 21st for a special discount at checkout. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIQO. Ball takes a quirky bounce, fielded at the 11, 15, 20, 25, in the middle of the field, past the 30, and up to about the 33 on the return for Omar McPherson. And that's where Amherst will start. They'd like to get some cushion back as their lead is dropped from 19-8 to 19-14 after a high snap over the punter's head 
and picked up by Colt Childers on a hop at the 21-yard line. He sprinted the remaining 21 yards toward the impact church end zone. He got there, and he cut that deficit to five. Two-point try was no good. That would have cut it to three, and that's a good call, actually, from head coach J.T. Cruz because we've seen that Cade McClendon has a leg. He's made a couple of field goals, 32 and 41 yards this year, so he's got the boot if the situation arises. Up under center, Ligon, this time a handoff. Delayed take, 35-40, past the 50, Manning, and the open field, 40, left side, 30, 20, turns the corner, 15-10-5. And on one play, Jai Shaw Manning, a 67-yard touchdown, and Amherst snatches the momentum right back with 29 seconds to go in the third quarter. JF just not able to read their keys right there. Again, that was a, a play they've been running all night. That looked like it was a zero trap, just an inside zero trap. They made stops on it all night, and then now they give up the big play for the big, long touchdown. And, again, momentum has just been back and forth, back and forth in this game right here. What a crazy, crazy thing momentum has been doing right now. 25-14, Amherst has the 11-point lead. They want to build that up to 27-14, so they're going for two. Up under center, Ligon will take the snap and a split backfield behind him. Handoff, breaking through one tackle, but not getting into the impact church end zone for two. Tyree Thomas stuffed around the one, and he's brought down there, so JF's defense gets a bit of a stop. And it'll be 25-14 with 29 seconds to go in the third quarter when we come back after this on the Virginia's Talk Station app and 100.9 FM. East Coast Wings and Grill just dropped a new menu. Stop in and try their homestyle burger, two-season quarter-pound Angus beef patties stacked with provolone cheese, mushrooms, and gravy. Or try the new Philly steak flatbread with nacho cheese, grilled sirloin steak, sautéed fajita veggies, and provolone cheese. Browse the full menu, then dine in or place your takeout order on the easy-to-navigate East Coast Wings and Grill app. East Coast Wings and Grill, 19399 Forest Road in Lynchburg. This is Randy Trost of the Trost Law Group. If you or a loved one has been injured in an accident, Trost Law understands exactly what you're going through. That's why we're available 24-7 to give you and your family the support you need to help you get back on your feet. If you've been injured as a result of someone else's negligence, call the Trost Law Group at 777-HURT. That's 777-H-U-R-T. And put us to work for you. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIQO. 29 seconds left in the third quarter. JF trails by a couple scores again. 25-14. A high kick, and it'll roll out of bounds right at the 23. So it'll go up to the 35. JF's had a couple of those. Now Amherst has one of those. And JF will get the ball at the 35. They need some offense. Not instantly, but they don't want to wait too long. As we're in the waiting moments of the third quarter, and JF's got an 11-point deficit that they'll be seeing on that scoreboard for at least the last 29 seconds here in the third. Yeah, JF, two scores down right now. They got they got a lot of things they need to do right here offensively, and the big thing is they need to not have a three and out right now. They need to put something together, start getting a little drive going, get some positive yards going each and every play to get some momentum back offensively. They've had it defensively. Now they need it back offensively. 
Two receivers split to the wide left side. Snap, quick throw. Marsteller grabs it on a swing pass and up from the 35 to about the 37. It's positive yardage. It's a glorified handoff, really. He gains two, and the clock works its way down to 15 seconds. Cavaliers could run another play. It doesn't look like they've got the urgency to pull that off, though, right now, and that will be the case. So we're at the end of the third quarter. Amherst, 25. Jefferson Forest, 14. Fourth quarter comes your way after this on the Virginia's Talk Station app and 100.9 FM. Traveling with your family is not only for regional airport it's convenient too our daily departures offer easy connections on american airlines through charlotte to over 170 non-stop destinations so check the great round trip fares currently being offered to your vacation destination by visiting flylyh.com today and click book now prices are subject to change without notice and certain restrictions apply advanced purchase is required and availability is limited low fares less hassle check lynchburg first at our house, fall is a busy time. School's back, running kids to practice. It's a lot to keep up with. That's why we love Perry and Woolwine Family Dentistry. They're family-owned and family-focused, specializing in general and family dentistry with unique skills for restorative dentistry when, well, the unexpected happens. They took care of me as a kid. Now they're taking care of me and my kids. Perry and Woolwine Family Dentistry, 2229 Mural Road, Lynchburg. 